So, what is it that you might gain the world, but lose your soul? What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? If any of these quotes sound familiar, they're from Matthew 16, verse 26. We are talking about this in a little bit more. Hearts up. And as always, let's go. The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen into this cast. Thank you so much for joining us. And yet again, for another week, you guys are probably into the throes of your summer, having a blast, enjoying the fun in the sun, or maybe not having a blast, but just bearing through the heat. Wherever you are, whatever the phase may be for you, I hope that you can find a little bit of time for some fun. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's summertime. Come on, come on. Anyways, uh, good people. I don't, I don't know about you, but there has just been, I mean, I watch the news pretty faithfully just to see, like to keep up with, with what's going on in current events and just stuff happening out there to see how like my life or my family's life might be affected, you know, all that stuff. So I've been watching a lot of news here lately. I pretty much watch the news every day. Um, and and I don't want to say like religiously every day, like if I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I'm not like broken about it. Right. You, You know how it goes. So I cannot tell you though, the amount of like tears that have been welling in my eyes lately over just random acts of violence. We hear random acts of kindness all the time, but now I'm just in this phase of like, I hear more random acts of violence. And I guess I just have to get this off my chest because I don't know, it's, maybe it's because of nude broadcasting and here lately news broadcasting has just been concentrated on gun violence or if there are really so many acts of violence happening. I'm not really sure. Although I do have a colleague that quit uh, their career in journalism and news broadcasting because there was this like saying that happened within that industry or community that went around. And it was like something to the context of if it bleeds, it sells, or like if it bleeds, they will watch or something to the tune of that beat, right? With if it has something to do with someone being injured or hurt or something happening to someone or a group of people, viewers are likely to tune in. Uh, so I don't know. It's just that it's, it's kind of hard to fathom sometimes, right? Um, like a, a, a specific example of what I'm talking about here is like one of the biggest things is like on Monday, um, I logged into the news and, you know, as usual, they have their breaking news or their headlines. And, uh, one of the headlines was around six, 
seven and eight year olds playing baseball in Dallas, Texas. And all of a sudden, like shots are ringing out, uh, like I guess in the field or the field nearby somewhere. And you would think like, oh, duck for cover, uh, because you're hearing shots. And sometimes you hear those things and you don't even know if they're coming towards you. But in this case, the shells are actually on the field where those kids were playing. So bullets were in fact flying by them as they were ducking down to catch cover. Um, and, and so I'm just thinking like, these are six, seven, and eight-year-old kids playing a sport probably for the first time. You know, if the shells are on the field nearby where they are, multiple shells, someone was definitely pointing the firearm towards this group of kids and adults. And and you have to think, like, what did these kids do to any grown person or semi-grown person that's pointing that at them, right? So that's what's on my chest. And this is scary because, you know, you just watch the footage where they all have to duck for cover on their baseball fields uh, where you can actually see one of the coaches swing their body over one of the players just to keep the, the player protected. And not only is it scary, but it's so random. Like you could be out just enjoying a recreational activity and something like this just pops up. Like back in the day, you know, if things like this happened on a basketball court or it happened in, you know, a neighborhood that kind of had a lot of uh, gun violence anyways, you, you were at least involved with the game that was being played. It wasn't just out of nowhere, you know? So I, I don't know, but these are very scary and overwhelming situations. And maybe I'm operating out of my own trauma. Uh, or maybe I'm just operating in empathy. And it just makes me pause to think. And I know my thoughts are getting ready to jump really quick. But then Monday, you know, I was watching um, American Ninja Warrior. Right? You know that show where those athletes go on and do those obstacle courses where they're like, they're either trying to balance on very, very tiny apparati or they're like swinging from the apparati with like a little hook to hang on to. I love those shows um, because, you know, I love to do sports and athletic things and wellness in the body and all that great stuff. So I'm watching American Ninja Warrior and one of the competitors, uh, Sometimes they have these vignettes where the competitors share their stories, like their background, where they came from. And one of the competitors was talking about how uh, American Ninja Warrior and their courses had saved his life due to his deep depression spells and him having to experience his dad dying by suicide. They had a close relationship. So here we have this 21-year-old who was getting ready to take on this course. And when I tell y'all, like he took on that course, he accomplished his goal of not only making it through the course, but he did it with the fastest time and with the tallest reach. As a matter of fact, that actually was his uh, competitor name, Reach, uh, his nickname. So they called him the Reach because of his height. But he 
got up the big, the largest wall that there was. So not only did he clear the course with the fastest time, he cleared the largest wall and earned himself like 10 grand. That's amazing for 21 years old. And all he could do once he was done, he shared how excited he was and he was pumped. You could just tell his adrenaline was going. And all he could do was cry while uh, giving homage to his mother and his friends and his close supporters who had supported him through recovery, his own personal recovery and, and coping through his father's death. So where am I going with all of this? Like the story about the seven, six, seven, eight year olds and the story about the 21 year old with American Ninja Warrior. Like, where am I going with all this? Well, good people, week over week, over week, over week, we talk about getting to our goals or dreams or ambitions, the things that we want to do, whether it's entrepreneurship, that new business, Rather, it's taking out that, you know, taking out or taking on that new hobby or taking up a new perspective of that relationship that you've been considering. Um, we all have ambition and things that we would like to get to out of our lives, things that we dream of, um, you know, I, it's just we talk about that at nauseum at this point because we're believers in people and the things that people are passionate about. Here's a difference though, uh, good people. And I, and, and I, I just want to call it out in this direction. Just please know that, um, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And if you're like me and you just so happen to be a parent, or an auntie or an uncle, or um, you're involved with your child's life or your niece's and nephew's life, or or let's say you don't have any little people around you. You just have your, your job, you're an employee, or you have employees. Uh, you're a daughter or a son, but most importantly, you belong to a family. You're a family member. And please know, again, that anytime you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Anytime I'm saying yes to myself in some regard, I'm also saying no to someone else in, in my life because both entities, me for myself and me for the people who want me to be around, I can't, both of those entities can't have all of me at the same time. They just can't. So, you know, at the end of the day, we work. We know that our work needs a lot of focus and attention, especially if we desire to do well at it. You know, if you didn't, you didn't really care too much about what you were doing or what, what you were involved in, you're not really going to give it that much time and focus. Really, you just aren't. That We're not wired that way. However, if it's something that you want to be successful at, you, you know that it requires a lot of your time and attention uh, because that's, that is what is required to operate in excellence, right? And if you desire excellence, that's just the name of the game. But one thing that I do believe is that we can make time for, even, even if 
we maybe don't always want to do this. We can make time for our people. I wish you could see me. I'm doing air quotes, our people, because of who they are and what it means for us to be there for them. So when I say our people, these are the people that are for you, your people, rather Whether you spend time with them or not, they're still happy for you. They want to support you. They want to be in your corner, your circle. They they, they get mad at you because they want more time with you, but they ultimately love you, right? Your people. Um, And so again, we don't always make time for our people, um, but, but it's important to consider who and what makes a difference in the lives of quote unquote, our people. Right. So again, you know, just trying to pull all these thoughts together for this episode and this week with those random acts of violence going on and, and the tears welling in my eyes or like, oh my gosh, like these random acts of, of violence. Maybe the media is zooming in on these occurrences or maybe that's like, oh, what if that were my kid? You know, like what if I dropped him off to go play a sport? And next thing I know, you know, he has to duck for cover because someone nearby is shooting in his direction. The same feeling that we get when we drop our kiddos kiddos off at school. Like, God forbid, it's like a Uvalde, Texas situation. It's it's insane. I'm usually, um, now that we're speaking about my kid and, and, and children and little people, I'm usually the parent that will sit and watch my kiddo because I'm so proud of what he's doing, regardless of his performance. I'm just happy to see him doing things. Um, And I know that he himself hasn't been on the show in a while. It's been a while since you guys have been able to hear his voice, but he heavily influences how I speak of the show. And I also think about that Ninja Warrior competitor and how his accomplishments uh, were achieved through his hard work. But all he could do is think of the people that were there for him the most. What if his mom was so concerned about her goals or her ambitions and her desires and her work? Could he have said the same thing that she was really there for him? If, if something happens while, you know, if you happen to be a parent, you know, if, if something happens while your kiddos are away or while your loved ones are uh, away doing something that they love to do, can you say that you were there for them too in the same way? And it's not necessarily positive or negative. Like, you know, it's just, can they honestly and genuinely say that you were there for them when they needed you the most or to encourage their spirits, right? I know that in our busiest of getting to's, getting to here, getting to there, getting to this work, getting to that work, getting to this appointment on time, getting to this thing that I have to do, getting to this task and all of our getting to's. We may be on the brink of success. We may be on the brink of a big contract. We may even be on the brink of that big deal that's getting ready to close. We still have to be mindful to take time. And the crazy thing is, taking that time always rears its head 
seemingly at the most inconvenient times, to be exact. Like, oh, why does this have to come up when when I have like this big deal that I'm trying to close out? Well, it's probably coming up at the most inconvenient times because we've not made the time leading up to this time, right? If we really think about it. However, I promise you that if you take time to spend where it counts, and I mean with your people, good people, I don't even think I've ever had a moment where I felt like I regretted spending time with my people, even though I felt a little bit inconvenienced. And and if we're truly being honest about this, I I feel more guilty about feeling inconvenienced than I do about sitting out on the work. So anyway, I do want you to be successful, just like I desire that for myself. But it brings us back to that quote. So what does a person gain for profit of the world if they lose their soul, the connectivity, their identity, the person they were created to be? Uh, there's a book out there uh, of where someone did a study uh, with people who had like uh, terminal illnesses or they were like towards the end of life. Uh, they were receiving their end of life care services. Um, and I want to uh, read that book. I need to get my hands on it because it was a study done. And I think it'll shed a little bit of light on what people say they wish they had or what they wish they had more of as they're approaching that end of life sequence. And uh, I would like to get the full, the fullness of that book if I can, or the research if I can. But from what I briefly understand, uh, I, I think the conclusion of that study was that no one ever went to their, to their, um, you know, end of care services or, or, proverbially on their deathbed, no one laid on their deathbed saying that they wish they had more time being successful. Unless they align successful with being a good person to the people that they love, like sharing memories with them, being there for them, even when it's sweaty and hot and over 90 degrees or 100 degrees outside on a hot summer track because that's where I wrote the notes for this episode this morning. And I have, you know, a one hour clinic or a one hour camp or a one hour something to do with them. And I just don't have time. I'd rather be sitting in the car in the AC doing something that is comfortable. (laughs) Right. Um, It's summertime. Good people call up that friend or that family member, or that niece, or that nephew, or that cousin, or that son, or that daughter, and take time to go get an ice cream. And if you don't do dairy, that's fine. Get a sherbet or yogurt. And if you don't do sugary stuff, then, you know, a a snack and sit down with them or go watch their activities, even if it's not sports related. Uh, It could even be like, I don't know, band or recital or something, choir. You know, go spend time, even if you could have spent time doing something significant towards your thing, your work, your contract, your business. And if we're really, you know, if you're really like Jay-Z, I just really don't have the hours like that. No, just think about it. 
if we're really counting the hours or pressed for hours in the way that you say you are when you can't spend time with someone, I think about, and I'm not trying to call you out, but I think about Netflix and Hulu or ESPN or Disney or one of those crazy fun apps that we love giving our time to because you know they've been getting some of our time too. So we can't really be upset for not having time with our people or having enough time for our work when those apps are equally getting probably just as much time as some of the other things that we do. So again, I know a summertime good people and there's plenty of things that we want to do in our downtime or off time. But one question that I'd like to ask you guys to consider this week is, am I spending the right kind of time with my people? If we've not connected in a while, now's a great time to start. And we could start by doing something simple for one hour, even if it's just sitting in each other's presence. You don't have to have deep conversations or deep thoughts. We don't have to have deep, hard conversations with each other or, or, You don't need to come up with something awesome and cool or super fun. It's not, none of that is required. Maybe we could just sit and ask each other things like, do you like how the day is going? Or do you like your ice cream? Do you like your snack? Or are you having a good day? Or it can even be as simple as, are you okay? And we could probably take a moment to do a little bit of that time in asking those questions for ourselves as well. Good people, that's all I have for you today. Yes, I hope you were able to catch that hot, warm summer air as I was planning out these notes while I'm walking on the track and doing some deep reflection. This is sort of a segment of what you caught, which are why my thoughts are kind of here and there and just trying to pull it all together for why it even makes sense. Good people, we love the work that you go out there and do. We love your ideas and your thoughts, but You know, none of that matters if you're not being a good person to your people, because again, uh, what is it to gain the world but lose your soul? Good people, thank you so much for giving me your time, your listening ear. Hey, if this wasn't for you this week, hey, I encourage you, go back and listen to a few other episodes, check them out, see what you think. If you feel like this was for you, come back, visit us next week. Also, Know a friend, know an enemy, know some frenemies, know anybody who could use a good word or two, send them the link, tell them to take a listen, send them our way. Just know that regardless of the way that you send folks or yourself, just know there's always a space for you here. And I'm happy that you made your way here to find us this week. Hey, if you've not heard it before, I love you. You guys are amazing people. Go out there and do amazing things. But most importantly, be amazing to the people who you identify as your people. And make sure you do your due diligence and spend a little time with them, even if it's just a phone call. We love you guys. We thank you. And we can't wait to meet you back this time next week. And for that, let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go.